Hi, and welcome to another episode of Raising His Kids, a podcast for stepmoms. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren, a child-free stepmom of one, hoping for an hour's baby soon. And I'm Tony, a bio mom of two and a stepmom of two. We are two stepmoms who, although we live at opposite ends of the world, quickly bonded over how we all deal with the same Karen as we navigate our lives raising his kids. So welcome back, everyone. Our guest today, I have to admit, makes me feel a little inadequate with all of her accomplishments, but I am beyond thrilled to have her join us today. She's a certified stepmom coach, co-founder of the Stepmom Collective. She recently co-hosted the first ever Stepmom Collective Conference, which was held in Santa Barbara. She has also been a featured speaker for the Stepmom Summit and the Ultimate Step Family Summit. She also created and hosts a chart-topping podcast called The Daily Stepmom Podcast, which was named one of the top 10 new podcasts by by she Magazine. So let's welcome Jocelyn Flowers, the Daily Stepmom. Hi, thank you guys so much for having me. Thanks for coming so glad on. You're here. Yeah, I love your guys' accent. <laughs> I'm just like enamored <laughs> with it. You could just, you guys talk and I'll just listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, we all have different accents. So I'm um, surprised none of, our, none of our listeners have commented on the fact that I use a lot of Aussie slang a lot. And I get, I forget that a lot of Americans aren't going to know what I'm talking about. Well, you usually explain it pretty well. <laughs> I try to. I feel like I could, I'll just pretend like I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'll smile yeah. and be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what Lauren does. <laughs> I've gotten pretty used to it now. We've been talking for a couple of years, so I feel like I know it now. Yeah, yeah. It helps that we were video chatting for a long time before we started this. But Jocelyn, I have to admit, I followed you on Instagram for a while and I was mostly a silent stalker. <laughs> And I only listen to, I try not to listen to stepmom podcasts because I don't want to be seen as like taking content from other stepmom podcasts. So I actually did listen to like an episode on the weekend just so I knew. And it's, it was your most recent episode. It was the lady that wrote the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm, Jill. <laughs> yeah. That one, Jill. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's but good now. It, I'm glad that I don't listen to your podcast because we, in, and when I say that, it's because we talk about a lot of the same stuff I realized. Yeah. And I, and you know, I, I, it's actually, I'll be really honest. I don't take offense to that because I think, you know, this stepmom world I'm noticing is, um, it's really interesting. Like we all have very different dynamics, but they're all very similar. So, I mean, I get, I, you're a producer, not a consumer. And I fully respect that. <laughs> we, well, we're consumers too, but we, and we want to pick everyone up you know, we, we want to promote your platform as well. And that's why we're glad to have you on here. But we also don't want to be seen as stealing content from other step um, producers and mm-hmm. creators. Hear that. It is um, like, um, like you were saying, Jocelyn, how it, it we all do kind of have the same world. Like it's very different situations, but overall we're all dealing with the same thing. So mm-hmm. it is hard not to feel like you're reproducing content sometimes, but mm-hmm. it's still different, even if it's the same topic. Right. Because we all have such a different perspective of it. Right. Right. And that's one reason why we wanted to do our podcast was because we're, so we also have Madison, who's a co-host, but she joins us on a part-time basis and we started talking just on Instagram and we're three stepmoms from three different parts of the world who are navigating the exact same life. And we collectively called the biomums Karens because <laughs> all three of us have high conflict biomums in our life. And we're like, they just act like bloody Karens. 
<laughs> That's hilarious. I love that. <laughs> we also do it as a way to not use like well, their yeah. real names <laughs> yeah. without just being like, oh, our bio mom. It just makes it easier. Yeah, it it's like a universal name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we're forever talking and I'd be talking to Lauren and go, are we dealing with the same woman here? Like yeah. both bio moms would be doing the exact same thing at the exact same time. And we're like, what the heck? Like how are we meant to navigate this life? Right. But enough about us. Would you like to tell us yeah. a little bit about you and your story? Because you're a full-time stepmom. Yeah, sure. So Cliff Notes version, uh, my husband and I recently celebrated our five-year anniversary. And Congratulations. Thank you. And I, from the get-go, really have been the full-time stepmom. Um, my husband, when I met him, had majority custody. I think at the time when I met him, it was like 80-20 probably. And they were working towards making it more of a 50-50. So when I married him, that was the impression that I got was that it was going to be a 50-50 and she would have them a week on, week off type thing. And that quickly changed months after we got married. It We got temporary, uh, emergency temporary full-time custody. And by October, after getting married, a judge had ordered us full physical and legal custody of the children. So the youngest, she's eight now, um, but she was three. So I stepped into this role and had three littles who very much depended on me and not just, you know, as a role model, but as a nurturer, I was the one taking care of them when they were sick. Um, my husband is, he's a manager for a car dealership. So if there's anyone who's listening and you, you have a spouse or a friend who works in the car industry, it's very demanding, very taxing. There's times where my husband works at like a 12 hour day, right? So a lot of the responsibilities fall on me. And so October after getting married, we had full physical legal custody and it's been that way ever since. So I have been in their lives for six years now, um, five of them being the full-time stepmom. And when I say full-time stepmom, they they're, they do see their mom, but the way it's set up is I still see the kids every day. So for example, she gets them today, Tuesdays after school, um, but I got them ready for school. I made sure they got their backpacks. I made sure lunch was packed and then they'll come back to us tonight at 7.30 and we'll pack lunches. I'll make sure their homework's done. We'll put them to bed and then we'll do it all over again. So even when they do see their mom, um, they're still with us in the morning and in the evening. And she yeah. does get one overnight every other week and it's on a Saturday, but same thing. She gets them at 11 on Saturday. So they are with me in the morning and then they get dropped off at 5 p.m. on Sunday and I put them to bed. So I don't really ever have like a full day of not having the kids. I literally yeah see them every single day. So um, this kind of whole thing came about. I was feeling very stressed out, very overwhelmed and realizing that there wasn't a lot out there by way of full-time dealing with the full-time situation. Now, granted, there are a lot more now, like over the last six years, I definitely see more full-time stepmoms kind of talking about it. But when I was stepping into this situation, there really wasn't. And um, I didn't feel like, well, I could relate to the other stepmoms that were, you know, on Instagram and all of this. They were every other weekend or like one day during the week and every other weekend or 50-50. And I felt like they couldn't relate to the struggle of being the sole everyday mom. And so after having 
lots of breakdown sessions in my bathroom, I was like, okay, I can either sit here and cry and wallow about my situation, or I can do something about it. And I decided to put my big girl panties on and do something about it. I became the certified step coach through Jenna Karp, which is, she doesn't really, she doesn't do it now, but she was incredible. I have learned so much from her and um, yeah, just kind of hit the ground running. I am a verbal processor and I love to talk. So creating a podcast and talking about the dynamics of, you know, not only being a stepmom, but we have an ours baby and he's three now. So just really just the dynamic of motherhood and um, being a stepmom, being a wife and just all that comes about is just really, really what my passion is, is helping other stepmoms navigate it because like we were just talking, like there's no like cookie cutter version of our role. However, we all can relate in some way, you know, and I think that that is the benefit of being able to help other step parents navigate their their dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. And just the things you were saying about you're the full-time stepmom, even when the kids are visiting with their mom. My husband has about on paper 40% custody, but I'm the primary parent that gets the kids to and from school. And sometimes even on weeks mm-hmm. when they're with their mom and we live an mm-hmm. hour apart and the eldest plays mm-hmm. football and bio mom won't facilitate getting him to and from practice. So that responsibility falls on me, even on weeks when he's with her, just so that we can make sure that he's still doing wow. that because otherwise he misses out. So I can definitely right. relate to right. that aspect where you're still the parent, even when they're not with you. It may not be full time, mm-hmm. but yeah, I can I, definitely still relate to that. Well, and I, and I think like that, like really speaks to your guys's podcast name, right? You're raising his kids. Like I, I, I was thinking about that. It's like, that's really, that's what we're, we're doing in a sense. Like <laughs> they're yeah. not my children, but they are my children, but they're not my children and I'm raising them. So it is such like a different dynamic. And I think it can be very, not soul crushing, but just like the weight of everything gets put on you. It's like, the, have you seen those like Instagram posts about the invisible load and about yeah. all these, you know what I'm talking about? And it's like all yeah. these invisible loads. And I so want to do one for a stepmom because it's like, I just, there's so much that I think that people who are not in our situation don't understand. And even when I do talk about it, someone's like, oh, wow, I didn't realize. And that's one of them. It's I'm raising these children whom I love and who I treat like they are my own. Like I, I'm not saying any of that, but there are times where I very much crave it to be just my biological son and my husband or the feeling of like, I have to, I have to be the selfless one for my stepchildren when their own mother is not selfless for them. And I think that is like that hard part because they're not my kids, but yet I'm willing to be selfless for them and their own mother's not. But that's probably why we're in the situation we're in, right? Like, Right. And that's why we call them Karens because they're so (laughs) self-involved and they don't think to, right. right. They don't think to put the kids before themselves 90% of the Mm -hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. How did that change your like relationship dynamic going from what you thought was going to be 50-50 and then going so quickly into full time? Did you have time to even like register all that? No, I didn't. And it's funny that you asked that because I was just talking to my husband. We have some stuff that has recently come up, which I'll share because I'm an open book and that's just what I do. Um, But we recently got served papers by his ex and I feel like everything happened so quick the first time around that it was just kind of like go, go, go mode. Like I didn't have time to really stop.
stop other than like my sessions where I was bawling my eyes out hysterically because I was capped out. I didn't have the time to like fully process it. And now I think it's like, oh my gosh, we're doing this again. But I feel like I'm able to like mentally like process what's going on. Um, I think that there were definitely times that I was resentful. And it's funny because I I watch a lot of like self-help speakers, right? TED Talks things. And I was watching a Brene Brown one and she talks about resentment and how she, I don't know if you've seen this, it's it's incredible, but she talks about resentment being like, um, she always thought it was from like anger or loss, um, but it's actually from jealousy. And yes, I did see that. It's amazing. Right? Oh, I was like, you're wrong. That's not right. I know. <laughs> I was like that. No, that's not, that's not it. I'm not jealous. Like that's the stupidest thing. But then I like had to stop and think about, okay, when I'm resentful, what, what is the root of why I'm resentful? Well, I'm resentful because I am taking on the responsibility of their mom and she gets to just, you know, live this carefree life or go to the gym every day. I would love to go to the gym every day. I don't have time. Right. Me too. Right. I mean, it would be great. And so when I find myself being resentful of my role or my situation, I have to stop because I have to check myself because it's, it's coming from a place of jealousy and envy. And really, am I really envious? No, not really. I mean, yeah, it would be nice to go to the gym or have the freedom to like pack up and go on a vacation whenever I want and not have to worry about who's watching the kids. But at the core of it, I have to be like, no, like this is not healthy for me because really like envy is just like one of, I think it's one of like the worst things to be is envious of someone else. So it's once I heard that, I was like, okay, this is really good for me to know because when I start getting to that place, I need to mentally check myself and be like, nope, let's regroup Joss, like time to time to d- get some self-reflection going because this is not a healthy way to be. Right. Yeah. 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 It's funny when like something touches you that way and you're able to really put yourself in a different perspective really and figure out what is actually going on. Mm-hmm. How did your, uh, the stepkids like adjust? Cause it was very quick for them too. So I'm wondering, I'm assuming you had to help with that too. Yeah. Um, gosh, me think, I think it was hard because I mean, granted at the time when we went to full physical and legal, I like time split was at that time, 70, 30. So they still were with my husband majority at that time. So it wasn't too much. I mean, it was an adjustment because all of a sudden they stopped going over to their mom's house. And then when they were able to see her, the visits were supervised. And then after that, it went to the visitations being held at her parents' house. Um, And then it's been that way for the rest of the time. So I think the hardest adjustment was in that that little bit between when when they were unable to go to her house and it went from uh, like FaceTime calls and then to supervised visits. And I think that was the hardest transition for them. Uh, a lot of the visits, though, she would actually cancel, which oh. at the time I would I mean, I like I can look back at it now and think that probably was very difficult for her to be seeing her kids under the guise of a court ordered person. I mean, I think that would be hard, but, you know, it was really hard for the kids because it wasn't consistent. Uh, we would get a last minute cancellation. They didn't know when they were going to see their mom next. The youngest, Ellie, she would cry a lot at night. And it's funny because even now at eight years old, every time her mom drops her off, she says, when will I see you next? Oh, she's and, and it's and like, it's like our schedule is pretty. It's the consistent 
existent now. I mean, it wasn't at the time, but it is now. And so like tonight she'll get dropped off and she'll see her mom tomorrow. And she knows she'll see her mom tomorrow, but she'll say, when will I see you next? Because in her mind, that very beginning, it was not consistent. It was very rocky and there was just a lot of tension and everything going on. And so I think that was very like formative for her. Um, maybe a little bit of some abandonment issues, which duh. But yeah, it's interesting because that I think was like the hardest time. But once they started doing visits at their grandparents, I think it, it was much easier for them. But I just <laughs> wanted to comment on that inconsistency and your eight-year-old stepdaughter still not knowing if her mom's going to show up because I don't know if you know, I'm a bio mom as well. My son's father previously was very inconsistent. So even now that we have a consistent schedule, my son still messages and calls his dad the day before he's meant to be picked up by him to say, are you picking me up tomorrow? Mm -hmm. And it was the same thing. He was three when I separated from his dad and his dad's visits were so inconsistent. Even though I took him to mediation to make him have that set time, I wasn't trying mm -hmm. to keep him away. I was like, you can have time, but you need to be consistent. You need to pick the days and you need to stick with them. You can't just show up whenever you want. Right. Right. And it's still impacting him to this day. And we've been on the same schedule. We adjusted it a year ago. And my son still messages his father to make sure that he's going to pick him up from school. To even take it a step further, my parents divorced when I was four. And my dad was that father. He would say he was going to come pick up and I would wait for him and he'd never show. And mm -hmm. I personally, as an oh, I'm going to be 40 this year, as a 40-year-old, a grown woman, I still deal with those things of someone saying they're going to do something, they better freaking do it. And yeah. it be it's because of that inconsistency or the one person that you, not one person because both of your parents, but right, the, the person that's supposed to be there for you when you are at that very moldable age isn't or they're inconsistent or they're lying or they're choosing a relationship over you or drugs over you or whatever it is. And that still affects us. It's not just like, well, in that moment and I've changed and now I'm better. Well, that's great. Kudos for you. But I'm still dealing with that. And I, you know, I mean, even now, it's like when I got married to my husband, my dad's like, I'm going to send you money for the wedding. I was like, mm, OK, I'll believe it when I see it. And he's like, no, I really am. I'm going to send you money. Did he send me money for the wedding? You're still waiting. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where's that money that I was supposed to get for the wedding? But like, that's the thing I have. I when like and it's not just my dad, but it's like when anyone says something, it's mm, okay, I, I'll see it when I believe it. Or we're going to go to Disneyland. Okay, well, I'll get excited when we're like driving to Disneyland. Like that is just, that is how it works for me. And so it's so hard, I think, as a stepmom, when you see these cycles that are being, that are being placed into your kids' lives and there's really nothing you can do about it because we didn't break it, right? We didn't break these children. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I know that you, you told us that you've tried to have a relationship with the Karen in your life, but it's not in the cards. Do you mind elaborating a little bit on that? Like, cause For I sure. know as a bio mom, I reached out to my son's stepmother and it went down like a bag of dicks. <laughs> she <laughs> became very high conflict and abusive. And it was just, it was shocking to me because as a stepmom, I wish that my son, like my stepson's mother had reached out to form a relationship with me. So that's why I did it with her. Mm -hmm. And yeah, she wanted nothing to do with me. So I was like really confused and I'm like, who wouldn't want to have a relationship? Right. 
relationship with their kids by a mom, you know? Right. Absolutely. I mean, that really was my, my thought process. I, and we did achieve it. I, I, I mean, I guess yes and no. Okay. So I, I worked really hard to have a relationship with her. I would over communicate on things. I wanted to make sure she felt involved. I would invite her to do activities with us because I wanted her to be able to experience things with her kids that I was obviously experiencing. You know, I, I wanted her to feel included. And I think I I think I was really naive. I thought we were we had a genuine friendship, but I think it was a lot more of that saying of keep your friends close and your enemies closer. I think it was a lot more for her like on that that way. I think that's kind of how yeah. she perceived it or like she was nice because she knew if she was nice then like I would send her photos or invite her places or you know and and it's kind of sucks because I genuinely wanted a friendship with her but it's been good because I think I've realized in this whole thing that having boundaries are very important and I definitely put a lot of my boundaries down in order to achieve this unicorn relationship that I just don't think is necessarily realistic in blended families and like it does work like I I know it works for some and I think that's incredible and I'm not knocking any of those relationships I just don't think that it's the norm for bio mom and stepmom to really be besties and I think when we put that out as the norm it really does a disservice to the stepmoms that are working hard to achieve that and can't because we already feel like we're failing a lot of the times and that maybe we're doing something wrong or she would have done it better or she would have done it different. We're already being compared. And so I think having more of like a realistic, like, hey, sure, if you can achieve this, that's awesome. But that shouldn't be the norm. Now, I'm not saying we should like, you know, you you don't like cuss her out at every interaction or flip her off when you see her. Like, I'm not saying that, but, you know, just smile. How are you? Great. How are the kids? Cool. Anything I need to know? Okay, awesome. Bye. Like that's that should be the norm. Right. And so, yeah, it's been good for me to be more realistic with the expectations surrounding my relationship with her and boundaries. I've put a lot more boundaries in place. That's awesome. That's super important uh, to get those boundaries with the ex in place. It will change your life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Madison left some notes that she wanted us to ask you just because she couldn't be on the recording. And her first question was, how has stepmom coaching changed your own personal journey as a step parent? Oh, that's good. I think it's definitely given me a lot more inward reflection, uh, being able to help other women process through things. I also am able to process through things because it's not, I'm able to look at it from an outside perspective because it's not my direct situation. And so when someone's sharing with me what they've got going on and then we are verbally processing it and I'm able to help them process through it afterwards, I'm like, okay, I could see how maybe I might've responded in this way. And so it really does give me a third or outside person approach to be able to pull myself back and be like, okay, how can I handle that different? And honestly, I I think one of the biggest things I push is, well, two, but you know, not not pouring from an empty cup. A lot of times stepmoms just give, 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 give. And then they're like, my marriage is, is rocky or I'm constantly overwhelmed or whatever it is. And so I realized that I was actually doing that, but it was coming from a place of like perfectionism because I felt like I needed to overextend myself. So she would think I was a good stepmom. Her parents would think I was good. And I 
realize that I don't need the approval of them. I don't need their approval. I'm doing a damn good job with their with their grandkids, with her kids. And whether or not they think that, I don't actually need their approval. So being able to like talk to other women through that process has been really eye-opening for me. Yeah, I'm the exact same. I was constantly putting this pressure on myself and, you know, I had to reach this tier of perfectionism as a stepmom because my mom was a full-time stepmom to my older siblings. Mm. I grew up in a blended family and she was the mom. They had contact with their mom, but not often similar to your situation. And so I grew up thinking that that was the level of stepmom. So when I became a stepmom, I thought that's what I had to do. And it put too much pressure on me. And that's one reason why I started my My Blended Chaos blog page just Mm -hmm. as an outlet to vent. And I probably overshared too much in the beginning. And I've learned to rein that in and be a bit more classy with the way I word things. But Lauren's also a stepmom coach and she's been hounding me for a while to become a stepmom coach as well. So I'm in the process of crossing my T's and dotting my I's to get that all started as well. Good. I do think as women, like all of us, put too much pressure on ourselves and try to pour from an empty cup. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's across the board, like something that we do. It's just like you were talking about the invisible load, like the mental load is always heavier on women, it seems like. So when you add being a stepmom into the equation, it just feels like like incredibly overwhelming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So true. Absolutely. Madison's next question was, tell us about the Stepmom Collective Conference, but in doing so, you also need to tell us about the app, but she also wants to know what moment of the conference brought you the most joy or was the most exciting. She also wants to know, will you be doing it again? And can we come? Got it. <laughs> well, yes, obviously. So gosh, let's see. Uh, okay. So I'll tell you about it. The Stepmom collective conference um, was kind of my, my passion project. Um, I really do have a heart for helping people in general, um, not just stepmoms, but people in general. Uh, it's just kind of always just been like my heart. And so I've always known that that was something that I wanted to do. And when I kind of started going down this path, I realized that true community of stepmoms is really lacking. And I would dare to say true community amongst women is really lacking. It feels very competitive, which is very frustrating, but it does feel like a competitive world. And then obviously that would kind of be in the stepmom world too. But um, yeah, I just felt like community was really lacking with stepmoms and um, having someone who truly understood what you were going through. And like we said earlier, maybe not the exact situation, but the feelings that come along with whatever you, whatever that situation is. And so um, I had this, her name's Tammy. She's incredible. Um, she's my business partner and she yeah. randomly reached out to me and we had never met, um, but we started talking and I just kind of shared my heart with her and what I wanted to do and what I envisioned. And she kind of was like, this is incredible. I feel the same way. And we just hit the ground running. And so the app was really a, a way for stepmoms to connect with other stepmoms um, and have it be a member based. So it's a private community. It's not a part of Facebook or Instagram. Like it's 
like if Facebook and Instagram goes away tomorrow, the app is still there. And I thought that was important because, you know, I, 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 this town that I live in is, I mean, it's relatively, I mean, we're not like a big city or anything. So it is hard to have community with stepmoms and not be concerned about maybe they know his ex. And if I share something, maybe it's going to get back to her. And so I wanted the app for other stepmoms to be able to vent or share their, and not just vent actually, because I think we have to start having a positive approach because mentally, if we're constantly negative, negativity breeds negativity, right? So I wanted yeah. a place to where they could feel safe if they needed an event, but also share like the positives and have relationships with these other women who were dealing with the same thing. You know, one of the stepmoms in the app was struggling with conceiving and she just recently found out she's pregnant. And so she shared that in the app and how like, you know, we were like, oh my gosh, like we felt like we had been walking that journey with her. And so that's, really why the app was created. And obviously there's tools and resources in there. We do um, a round table once a month where it's myself, Tammy, and then Monica. She's the worthy stepmom. She's also a part of it as well. And she's incredible. If you guys don't follow her, you really should. Like she's like the, she, she encompasses what I think I would love. She's just like, she's awesome. She's incredible. Anyways. So we do a round table talk and like we did one today and we all just kind of talked about topics, questions that were coming in. And so that's the app. But during COVID, I mean, it kind of came out during COVID and there was not, I missed the face-to-face. And so that's how the conference came about was I wanted to see these stepmoms that I was creating relationships with in person. And so uh, we held one in Santa Barbara and it was incredible. It was a day of learning and connecting um, and growing and probably the high of the whole thing. It was, we, we live streamed it for the people in the app who couldn't make it, but there was one section where we did just a live Q&A and it was during our lunch segment and we cut off the camera. So it was just the people that were there and the conversations that came out from these other stepmoms. It was life-giving. We, I mean, we were crying, we were hugging. It was just probably the best part about it, but it was just that rawness of community and relationship that I think everyone really was just needing, especially coming off of COVID. So yeah, so that that was probably my favorite part. We are going to be transitioning and I, Tammy might kill me for saying this, but I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it. We do webinars every other month. Our next one will be in May and it'll be about Mother's Day, Stepmother's Day, the day, right? That we all in love at the same time. <laughs> so we're going to do a webinar about that, but we are working instead of doing an in-person conference, which is incredible. It was a really great day. We found that really what set our heart on fire was that moment where we were just, we weren't learning, we were just connecting. So we want to actually do a retreat where we all meet together, we can have a day of learning and, and connecting and growing and Q&A sessions and all of that. But really, I think what stepmoms need is that connection and the community. So I want to create an event that really just gives you that time away from your kids, time away from your stepkids, time to recharge, time to fill your cup. If you're into yoga, yoga. If you're into spa spa if you want to lay by the pool great but then we connect you know breakfast in the morning dinner in the afternoon or evening and then the evening we would do like group sessions breakout sessions if there's something specific um, so that's kind of our our plan and I probably shouldn't have said it because it's not fully ready to be like put out there yet but whatever it is what it is I mean that's that's the goal and, and we we're hoping for this fall probably around the same time that we did the conference last year that sounds amazing that's, that's amazing. 
oh, yes, that come. I would <laughs> definitely come to. Well, it'd be a bit costly for me because flights yeah. to the US are a bit. We'll but... just go to you. I mean, who doesn't want to go to the, what, you're Australia, right? Yeah. All right. Who doesn't want to go there? Exactly. Right. We have some of the best beaches in the world. Like, come on, let's bring it down here. Yes. <laughs> I started my page purely and I wanted to start the podcast purely because I didn't think there was enough resources for Australian stepmoms. Everything I find is American-based, which is great, but I wanted to create a community for women that were here as well. And Mm -hmm. I've been lucky. I've met a couple of them in person and they're kind of now my people. Mm -hmm. And they turn from internet friendships into real life friendships just because like you're talking about the community. And we were talking about this on the last episode that we just recorded about the toxic stepmom culture. Like we want to, we don't want to be those stepmoms that are constantly bitching about the Karens and Mm -hmm. we want to talk about the wins. Lauren and I did an entire episode of our podcast just sharing other stepmoms wins. I love that. Just because it's important. It's not all negative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's seriously so important because we have to shift the the narrative. And and that's when my business partner, Tammy and I, when we were talking, um, I mean, we're all in those Facebook groups, you know, and it's like negative, 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 negative. And that's not good for our brain. Um, it's just not good for it. So, I mean, obviously we have to be realistic that there's a high, there, there are highs and lows in every situation of life. And so obviously we want them to feel safe to share their lows, but I don't think it needs to be a bitch fest either. Right. I think yeah. like, like let's address the issue, speak on it and either just say, Hey, I just needed to vent. And then don't expect people to like engage, just vent or say, yeah. this is how I'm struggling. How can, where is this positive? Where's the silver lining? Help me find it. And I think like that's the important part. Like, sure, you're struggling. Hey, that's really hard. Well, have you put some boundaries in place? Or yeah, you're, the ex is walking in your house and sitting on your couch. That's awful. I would lose my mind. Have you put boundaries in place? Right. Yeah. So just giving them the tools to be like, yeah, that sucks. But how can we fix it? Right. Definitely. I love that. And what we were talking about in the last episode with the Facebook groups, I actually left like almost all of them because I found myself being like, these people are complaining about the the kids and I'd be like oh my stepson does that didn't bother me before but now it does so I felt it like rewiring my brain to like Mm -hmm. be more negative about Mm -hmm. things that I wasn't negative about before so I had to leave most of them yeah it's true I mean and and that's the exact opposite of what we want to create in the app because it's that's like the statistics of a second marriage ending in divorce is awfully high, like scarily high. And so why would we not want to give ourselves the best opportunity to beat the odds and constantly being negative about your spouse's kids or what your spouse does or whatever the situation constantly just feeding into that really is not going to set you up to to defy those odds. So yeah, so I that's that's kind of how the app was created. And and uh, it's still um, relatively small right now. We The way we do it is we uh, open it for a short period of time and allow stepmoms to add into the group um, or into the app. And then we close it. And then the reason we close it is because we want the opportunity for those stepmoms to build relationships with one another in the app. And we feel that if it's constantly open and more people are coming in constantly, it's harder to build community and relationship when there's new people coming in all the time. So we open it a few days 
people join the app and then we'll close it and allow relationships to build. And then we open it back up and then kind of the same thing of that cycle of open and close just to just to create community and, and the intimacy that I think is important to have when you're sharing stuff about your marriage or your life or whatever it is. Yeah, that's I beautiful. That. I like the way that you do that. Yeah, me too. We did get two listener questions and one of them you've kind of already touched on, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Where'd you get the inspiration for the Stepmom Collective? It looks like a really cool community. Yeah. So basically it was just out of uh, necessity for myself and needing community after COVID and just knowing that no one gets a stepmom like a stepmom. And um, I think that that's super important to, to know that, yeah, you have friends that are moms, but they don't understand the dynamics of being a stepmom. That is so true too. Yeah. yeah. Nobody can understand it the way other stepmoms can. No. Um, and then the other question we have for you is what has been the one thing that helps you get through your stepmom journey? So that my community, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I, yeah, they, it's just, there are, it's weird. Instagram, I feel, or social media or whatever is so a weird thing. Like it gives me highs and lows. And in the moments that I'm feeling like I need to pull away because of whatever's going on in my personal life, the responses that I get from my community is incredible. They are encouraging, they're supportive, and everyone's really ready to listen and just help out. Because I think, you know, I think sometimes we forget that we're still living it and we don't have it all figured out. I don't have it all figured out. Um, And it's, there's stepmoms who've been in this for 10 plus years, and I promise you they don't have it all figured out. And so I think just being able to be real with ourselves and your community and whoever, because that for me is like, if I can just be real in this moment, that's going to get me to that next moment. Um, Because if I can't be real and I can't feel supported and I can't be liked for who I am, then like, what's the point of this? Right. It's, it's always goes back to community for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, And we were talking about this off camera. So Laura Madison and I have this video chat app that we use because of different time zones. So we send videos to each other and we used to talk every single day. And then we started the podcast and we kind of stopped talking about all our life stuff. And we were just talking about it on the podcast in a limited format. And we were just talking about how we've kind of lost that connection, but we all miss it. So Mm -hmm. we need to be more active in actually talking Mm -hmm. to each other rather than just being work-related on the podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because really, I think it, it communities everything having someone who or people who you feel like you can be your most authentic self with in a world that is so not authentic is is such a huge blessing. Yeah, it really absolutely. is. Yeah. It is. Thank you again, Jocelyn, for coming of on the course. podcast with us. Can you just plug everything all again so that everyone knows where to find you? Yeah, sure. Um, So you can reach me uh, on Instagram, Daily Stepmom, or the business page, which is Stepmom Collective Official. You would, we would love to have you in the app, Stepmom Collective. There are tons of resources. We do webinars, uh, roundtable talks, and just the opportunity to uh, connect with other stepmoms, other like-minded stepmoms. So, uh, or email me. That always works too. The daily stepmom at gmail.com. Awesome. And when does the app open again? Okay. So we haven't, this is like, depending on oh. you post this, but we're going to have, <laughs> this is super secret. We're going to have a flash sale at the beginning of the month of May. So it'll be open very briefly. If you have been on the fence about getting in the app. This would be the 
time to do it. And then we'll have a, a webinar for uh, Mother's Day, Stepmother's Day in May. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. I think this episode's going to be released the week after Mother's Day. Okay, yeah. perfect. Well, then that's okay. <laughs> then, they'll, yeah. then they'll catch the next one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But at least they're aware about it now. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you. Of course. Well, well thank you I'm guys gonna so much. I'm going to jump off. Yes. Thank you so much. Of course. We'll chat soon. Have a good day, ladies. Yes, please Bye. stay in contact. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode with Jocelyn. You can find her at Daily Stepmom on Instagram. We will also have all of her contact details in the show notes. And thanks again for listening. You can follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review. Bye. Bye.